Hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of All About the Point. I'm all alone today, so no guests for this episode. But as always, this podcast is hosted by me, Drew. Today's topic is a week four recap of the NFL 2021 season and a preview of week five. So let's just dive straight into the dog pile and get this started. For today's episode, this is how it's going to work. First, I'm going to hit my top five teams prior week five. I'm going to talk about MVP candidates, highs and lows and takeaways of week four, and uh, dive straight into any other topic I feel like. It's just those are the few major points I want to hit, but from after those, it's just kind of whatever comes and happens. As I said before, there's no one um, in this episode with me, so for now, it's by myself. So yes, you have to listen to by voice for this entire episode. But anyway, let's just get straight into this. So coming at the top five teams prior week five. Now, I think with how the season is going and because of COVID and everything, I feel like the rankings can shift, or they, they should shift, but they should shift more than they usually do just because we don't know like if there's any teams that could get picked down but come back another week just because they get COVID for a week or two weeks. You never know what could really happen. But with this, I have compiled a list. I've been doing some research, and I can give you statistics too along the way to back it up. But we're going to hop straight into the power rankings. So coming at at number five, the Baltimore Ravens. Why did I make this, this decision? Okay, here's the thing. With Baltimore, their offense and their defense, don't get me wrong, they have a great, great team. I think they're one of the best. But top five, here's what I see. Against the Kansas City Chiefs, they struggled a little bit to get the offense going. They couldn't handle the blitz. And they also tried the blitz, Patrick Mahomes, and they couldn't handle what the Kansas City Chiefs threw at them. So with that, I feel like that they should go with the bot, with the number five spot. But why they're in the number five spot ahead of someone like the Patriots or the Titans is because of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is the definition of a professional football player. Don't get me wrong. He's great. He's got legs. He's got an arm. The only problem is he just he's in that position where there's a few things he just needs to learn. And if he learns that and excels it, he'll become someone like a Tom Brady or a Pastor Mahomes just because of talent level. And his other the touchdown, I believe it was what it was a 50-yard, something like that, against Washington. That or yeah, that was who they're playing. That run was absolutely great but the defense they did it against sucked so like it's still but it shows the talent that he can do even with the bad team he can still do plays like that and it's a great bounce back from week four moving on to rank four my list we have the buffalo bills so why the buffalo bills well i don't want to get on the band wagon of josh allen but i kind of have to that man is throwing the ball like nobody else he definitely, for me, is an MVP candidate uh, section of the show, but we'll get into that a little bit later. So with Josh Allen, he's the reason why in the offense weaponry they have on Stephon Diggs. And, I mean, that's all I see, but the, the running back's good too. But Josh Allen is the reason why the Buffalo Bills are in our top four. They're beating the Patriots for me. They're beating the Titans for me. It's just they are a solid football team looking. And their defense, there's a few major injuries on that defense. But once that defense gets back their players, they're going to look like a completely different team. I'm calling it right here. Moving on to number three on my list. We have the Seattle Seahawks. 
Of course, we have to talk about the Seahawks, okay? Russell Wilson is definitely, for sure, one of the MVP candidates. He is playing something like nobody else. 16 touchdowns in four weeks, a 75.2% completion rate, and 1,285 yards. He is definitely at the top of the league right now and showing someone like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson that they can ball that like, especially like them, even with the talent level. So with the Seahawks, uh, their only struggle is their defense. Missing some key pieces of defense and just have missed tackles and just how the defense plays and stacks up against others and just allowing a shootout to happen. And the Seahawks haven't shown me that they're a dominant team in both offense and defense. For sure, they, they have a dominant offensive team, an offensive roster, but defense is where the struggle is. And that's where I find that the reason they are three is the defense. Moving on to number two. Um, let's see. Well, okay. We'll just go, I'll go ahead and straight say it. The Green Bay Packers. This is why. You may hate me for this and you may want to flame me for it, but Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, both of those are playing at a whole new level. Matt LaFleur's coaching and just a new system. I think Aaron Rodgers had to get used to of just being in a new environment. Well, not a new environment, the same environment, but being in a new environment, meaning with a new coach and just a new system and just getting used to it all. Matt LaFleur did an excellent job in his first year as a head coach, made it to the NFC Championship, beat the Seattle Seahawks in the divisional round. I think it was a great first year. But this year is about improvement and improving the defense. Again, like the Seahawks, this is where the Packers can struggle at sometimes. Missed tackles, just bad routes on the on defensive side, just not able to get the job done and letting scores get on the board when that should have been a fourth down or a three and out. Here's the problem. Again, defense. But Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, going back to them, Aaron Rodgers, again, he's an MVP candidate. 1,214 passing yards, 13 touchdowns, a 92.8 quarterback rating, which is number one in the league, and a 70% completion. He, again, just like Russell Wilson and Josh Allen, are completely just above the league in just quarterbacks. Like they have a talent level where it's just showing this first few weeks of just how good they are. And Aaron Rodgers, he's constantly putting the team on his back in the offensive part of the game. He always knows where to put it. And, and by the I just add zero interceptions, 13 and 0, touchdown interception rate. Hasn't thrown a pick yet. Okay. This is where we're, this is what I'm talking about. The Packers have a great offense, a somewhat good defense. And that's where I see it as. That's why I gave them the number two spot. But why over the Seahawks? Aaron Jones is a big factor. Chris Carson's great on Seahawks. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like, and I see Jamal Adams, the Aaron Jones, um, Jamal Williams. I am Jamal Williams. My bad, my bad. But Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, those are the two things for the Packers, that they are the reason why they are above the Seattle Seahawks. That's just how I see it. You can disagree with me. I'm completely fine with that. But here, that's why. So moving on to number one spot is the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, do I really have to give a whole spiel about why the Chiefs are number one? Patrick Mahomes, the talent level, he literally demolished Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Sorry for you, all of those Baltimore fans. You guys are probably still recovering after that. But you have to admit it, he completely just just obliterated them. The, the defense, this offense, Patrick Mahomes can just do special things that no one else can. Might I say that Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are in a class by themselves of talent level and what they can do and some of the stuff they are able to do? 
I think so. Again, the Chiefs, a great defense. I think that it's better, obviously better than Packers in Seattle. And I would say it's up where with up there with the Baltimore and Kansas City defense of being some of the best in the league. Might I add in the Pittsburgh Steelers or the New England Patriots? But this is how it's going to be and how it happened. But moving on with that complete list, again, number five, Baltimore Ravens. Number four, Buffalo Bills. Number three, Seattle Seahawks. Number two, the Green Bay Packers. And number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. That is my top five power rankings. Again, you can disagree. You can agree. Um, it's all open to you guys, the listeners, always. You can debate. I don't really care if you debate it. That's just how I see it. Um, moving on to the next MVP section of what I think. And the MVP, here's the thing. It's very early in the season. I realize that. But I still want to talk about this just because of how hot some of these players have came out. And they have came out swinging. So I'll give my top three MVPs, which I've already said all their names. Coming in at number three, I would say Josh Allen as an MVP candidate. Like I said, 1,326 yards, passing yards, 12 touchdowns, an 87.1 quarterback rating, and a 70.9% completion rate. That man is just throwing this football. Is, I mean, he's, I, I can't even put words. You can hear me stutter. I, I can't even put words for him. Yeah, like he's that good. I definitely think he's an MVP candidate. This the stuff that he's doing with the Bills over the Rams and everyone else they played. It's just a great showing of talent. Coming at in a number of two, I would give the two spot to Aaron Rodgers. 1,214 pass yards, 13 touchdowns, number one quarterback rating in the league, which is a 92.8 and a 70% completion rate. Here's how I see it. Number two spot. The number one spot for MVP candidate right now, as of up to week four, is Russell Wilson. 1,285 pass yards, 16 touchdowns, number one in the league with that. An 82.8 completion rate and a 75.2% oh, quarter, quarterback rating. I'm sorry. 75.2% completion rate. I got those the words mixed up. Those are my top three. Again, Russell Wilson is number one at the spot for me. That's just how it is. He is just on a whole other level, along with Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. But an honorable mention, I think, that we should give is Patrick Mahomes. 1,134 pass yards, 11 touchdowns, an 87.7 quarterback rating, and a 67.3 completion rate. I think he's a Super Bowl champ. I think he has to be on that conversation. Again, his stats aren't that great compared to a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers, but he's an honorable mention for me on the list. And of course, I think I think I'm gonna get some disagreements with that, but it's fine. I definitely think that he's she should be along on that list. Um, let's move on to where what I said, which was the takeaways from week four. So with this, I did these points this morning. And um, they were kind of quick, but I definitely had some stuff to back it up. So let's just get straight into it. The Green Bay Packers, we're going to hit them again. From playing the Atlanta Falcons. Again, this is the Atlanta Falcons. They have been choking the entire NFL season, 0-4 now. So they showed a better defense. Again, the offense sucks on Atlanta, but the Green Bay Packers are showing that they can improve and adapt to how they want to play, and they can play defense pretty good just like last year they had a pretty kind of off and on defense last year but it's improving in my opinion Darius Smith one of the key players of the Green Bay Packers defense has had a great game against the Atlanta Falcons um I don't have the statistics on me but he had a great game that's all I'm gonna say plus he was voted NFC defense player of the week I believe according to the NFL this morning uh, the next point is Seattle 
how do I have to say it? This the dominant form they're showing. Russell Wilson, uh, the defense sometimes steps up when it needs to happen. And just Chris Carson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, like we have to, I don't even know if I have to even talk about it. They're just showing a dominant form. Moving on, the Buccaneers. For all you Tom Brady fans and the Buccaneer fans now, just because of Tom Brady going to Buc- Tampa Bay, that's right, I said it. There's probably some people that like Tom Brady so much that they move straight to Buc- Tampa Bay. <laughs> Buccaneers. They move straight to Tampa Bay just because Tom Brady's there. So here's the thing for me. Tampa Bay has a great defense. Don't get me wrong. But I think that with that said, they could become a contender. For the Super Bowl. I think they could. Their offense needs a little bit more time to get used to it. I know Tom Brady threw five touchdown passes and had a really good game. But how, how who have they played that has been a real trouble? Like, I don't even know if they – I don't think they've played anyone that really could give them their run for the money. They played the New Orleans Saints, but that New Orleans Saints team was not how they usually are. They completely look different. Moving on. The Buffalo Bills are an actual threat to the AFC. They are one of the few teams that I see that could easily give a run for the money for the Kansas City Chiefs. The offense, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, who doesn't want to see those two on a field just going at it all in a quarterback duel? Like I see it as this as the problem. It's just Josh Allen and versus Patrick Mahomes and both offenses and defenses colliding. I think the Kansas City Chiefs ultimately would still win that, but the Bills could give them a run for the money. Moving on to the next topic, I think everybody needs to speak about it to the Dallas Cowboys and just how bad their defense is. And Dak Prescott, you throw for over 500 pass yards and still lose the game. That's completely weird to me. It's just odd. You throw for that many yards and you can't figure out how to get the win or just get the right play and boom, touchdown. But I think based off of that performance, you know, um, going into the next season, one and three, you gotta get or next game, you gotta get another win on the board to prove you're a top dog in the NFC East. At least for that. But the Cowboys, um, they had they looked well. Actually, they they looked pretty bad. But the the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, uh, cleaned them up pretty much, and that goes on to the next topic. But Dallas Cowboys, their defense is terrible. And unless Mike McCarthy can figure out something to do, they are looking like they could just kind of sink. Moving on to the next target, the target. Moving on to the next topic, we're going to the Cleveland Browns. Now, this team right here is an underdog for me. I'm not saying they're a contender. I don't think they're going to make it that far. I think they could get a one playoff win at least, and get, then get bullied in the divisional or whatever round it is. I can't. I haven't looked up the new schedule, playoff schedule, um, and read it. Tremendously. I know the basis, but I don't know the entire full thing. But I I I the, the Browns impressed me. I'm gonna be honest. They impressed me. Um I think that they're a decent team, not good at all, but they're decent. Um they can play the bad teams like the Broncos or Jets or Falcons or Dolphins. They can beat them. But when it comes to a Baltimore, a Tennessee, a Kansas City, a Green Bay, a Seattle, someone like that, they'll get ran over. But Baker Mayfield is definitely improving. I think he's doing better. I think he's adjusting. And I think this this kind of a bad query, start of a career he's had with the Browns, I think he could get used to it. Odell had a huge game. He was a very, very big target for that game. I think he could become a great option for the Browns to go to. Maybe they just need another wide receiver or just better planning with the running backs. Um, their running game, 
what was it running over 300 pass run yards over uh the dallas cowboys which is uh pretty easy to do with the dallas cowboy defense but still you know i think that it's a great and solid shot the browns have um moving on to my last point for these kind of little what, what, what did i call them just hot takeaways so takeaways moving on to the last one uh which was the win with uh Philadelphia and San Francisco. I think that I I had my money on San Francisco. I thought they were going to get ran over by Nick Mullins and the 49ers, but I was wrong. Uh, the 49ers came out flat look and just didn't look the way they did the previous week. Yeah, they did play a different team, but still I think that they kind of didn't live up to their expectations for me. But the Eagles, I don't know how you win a division with one, two, and one, but they're doing it. Uh, I personally don't like the Eagles. Um I, they're just not the team. I, I hate them. Uh, I have to say that. But, uh, no, it's just the fact that they they managed to pull out a win. I didn't I didn't have high hopes of winning that game. I thought they were going to lose it. But they managed to get the win. Um, and with that said, I don't know if I can even speak about them anymore. I'm getting sick of it. Moving on to the next topic. Uh, we are going to dive into fantasy. Fantasy football, NFL, you know, the big whole spiel. So as of right now, I'm in a fantasy league, and I'm currently second place in the league with a 3-1 and one record. Now, I'll give my basic opinion on this players you should probably have and start or sit. So I don't know. I might. I'm just going to give a starting one. I'm not going to do a sit, a start, sit, unless I feel like it because that's going to do a lot more work for me to get pre- prepared for. This is just to off the, off, off the head kind of talk about it so russell wilson is my quarterback i think he's a great option he'll get a lot of points per week i would say at least over 20 i he has to get over 20 he got 21.9 this past week against miami not a great showing compared to his 36 34 and 31 but everyone knew he had to have a down week so he did get the down week but he still got a lot of points now for running back and a wide receiver um i use aaron jones and a uh alvin kamara for running back Wide receiver, I I like Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper as mine. I do have Calvin Ridley, too. Um, I also use Tyler Boyd on, of the Bengals, but he didn't he hasn't really had a good game this season yet. For a tight end, Travis Kelsey. I don't even have to say anything about that. The man is great. Moving on to a flex position, I would suggest somewhere using a CD Lamb, a Tyler Boyd. There's a lot of great options, but I'm just naming people off my roster. I have a Robert Woods, Jonathan Taylor. Those are some of the people I would use that I suggest. But here's the problem. It's so like the quarterback debate, because I have Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. I'm constantly in debate just because of how well they are performing. And Kyler Murray's a great quarterback. Promising. I think I, I could have gave him somewhere in the MVP candidate, but he doesn't have enough stats. And I don't think he's an unmentionable yet, just because there's other people that are beating him. Anyway, back to fantasy. Um, defense, I suggest somewhere in the Pittsburgh, the Indianapolis, Los Angeles is the defense I have. I picked them up after Buffalo got the injuries because I originally drafted the Buffalo defense. Kicker, uh, Harrison Butker from the Kansas City Chiefs. Pretty good kicker. Uh, he's made some pretty impressive kicks. That's why I use. I also had... Uh, um, Crosby from the Green Bay Packers. He was my substitute when the Chiefs couldn't play that Sunday and had to get moved to Monday night. 
he was my substitute anyway. Moving on back to fantasy. With fantasy this year, here's my opinion on it. So just because of COVID is still a thing and teams are like teams are on this week and get COVID the next week, I think you have to play your roster accordingly weekly. You can't really go in with a game plan every week. You have to do it on spot. So you have to make quick decisions on maybe a Saturday night, a very early Sunday morning if your league allows it, or probably a Wednesday whenever your league doesn't allow you to make this, uh, adjustments or substitutions or pickups before the date because I know there's some of those out there. But and you can change those things too if you're commissioner. But I think with COVID still being a thing in, in the pandemic, it's a problem that you just have to play it weekly, and you have to play it. Just you have to make quick decisions, adapt to whatever happens because you never know who could get the who could get become a victim of the pandemic and be off for a week. And just you have to figure out who to pick up. And if you guys enjoy fantasy and stuff, you want to hear more about it, I I can do episodes. But as of right now, I just I like I did. I just breezed over some names and just said some good pickups. I'm not gonna get into a bunch of it. Um, like I said, it's a lot to prepare for. I really I really don't want to have to do that. Sometimes every week, it's just gonna be a lot, and I have college to do, and, and it's just a lot of work. But moving on from all of that, from all of the talks we had, we're just gonna have a sit down conversation about the NFL right now. And just opinions that I have come up with off the top of my head. Um, with how everything looks, I think Seattle Seahawks, Green Bay Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Steelers, Titans, anyone in that ballpark, those are all uh, Super Bowl contenders for me. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, forgot to mention them. Like I said, the power rankings, um, how I was talking about that, most of those are Super Bowl contenders, obviously. Not most, but all of them are Super Bowl contenders. But moving on to this this next point I have, which is just kind of an intermediate little filler conversation I, I thought of, which would be just the state of the NFL again. It's a more pass-heavy like league. There's a lot of passing, more touchdowns. Well, I don't know the exact statistic, but like some of the most touchdowns in the NFL history or something like that. I don't have that, that achievement uh, pulled up, so I can't read you off that actual thing so i'm sorry if i just butchered the actual thing but it's something like a lot of touchdowns in in the uh, opening few weeks of the season that's all i know but uh i think that this season is going to be a great season even with covid and the pandemic i think it's still going to be a great season and i'm highly looking forward to the rest of the season um i think there's a lot of great teams out there and a lot of new opportunities for how this season can go um i'm gonna take a short little intermission here and just pause and just you know talk to the the listeners so i never gave myself a full introduction so my name is drew as you know i host this podcast which i hope to be a wednesday or friday upload so make sure to follow the, the podcast on spotify uh to just learn more about it and just check the schedule well there's no schedule but just check for the uploads like i said a wednesday or a friday um, some, I maybe I'll, maybe I'll stick in a double upload that week. If I have not, not much to do that week, I'll do a double upload and record, uh, hitting the podcast itself. Um, I am hoping, and there will be guests. I already have guests lined up for a few episodes in the upcoming weeks. So look forward to that. I know not everyone here wants to listen to my voice the entire time, but you know what? We got to deal with it for this first week. Um, I had to get an episode out there, and I sat down and did some work this morning and did this, all of this, and prepared some basic information to talk to you guys about. 
But moving back to the NFL, let's get straight back to it. Now, here's my thing. So with all my opinions, like I said, you can disagree. But an issue, let's let's go back to COVID here. Now, with Stefan Gilmore uh, getting the a positive test for COVID uh, rumoredly, uh, that is the possibility. I think the Patriots, whoever they, what's who, um, the Patriots are playing Denver this week, so Denver and uh, New England could get canceled. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, not Pittsburgh, uh, Buffalo and Tennessee could get canceled this week, and. Las Vegas and Kansas City. There's rumors of a Las Vegas player getting COVID too. So another kind of reschedule. So it's a problem where it's going to happen that way. Um, but like I said, you have to adapt the season if you're playing fantasy. And that's how it's going to have to be. But if you're just watching like um, some fans are, it's a matter of just, you know, some weeks that it's going to happen. And it's going to happen this season just because of the pandemic. You have to know that a uh, kind of an off week like this, not uh, just a buy, but a kind of off week just because of a potential threat could be on the horizon. And I think everyone in the league has to realize that, you know, we have to prepare, you know, someday we might have to fly on the day of going to the game and play. It's just preparations that you have to take for the problem and the the issues that are going on today. So, um, with that said, like I said, it's Buffalo, Tennessee, possibility of Las Vegas and Kansas City, and then New England and the Denver of all being kind of postponed like last week with the Patriots and Chiefs. I think uh, with that, it could be a possibility. Um, I think it's a kind of it's a for diehard sports fans, it's a kind of a sad thing to see that your team might not be playing this week, which kind of sucks. But you know, it's the pandemic, and there's nothing we can do about it. But let it happen. Now, the issue again is just fantasy and the quick decisions you have to make, along with um, certain uh, outcomes that could just the long period of time that could happen, and just with the league itself. Now, going back to that, I think um, you know, I don't personally see the issues affecting that the postseason couldn't happen or the NFL gets canceled or something because everyone gets COVID. I don't think personally it's going to happen. I think the NFL has a pretty good grasp on um, what they need to do. I'm sure I'll get people that flame me for that and disagree with that. I welcome it. But I, in my opinion, I think the season will still go on. But uh, that's just my opinion. But moving back to the NFL and stirring away from the pandemic, just in case I don't want to start something with uh, this publishing on that. But um, I think – Going back to the NFL, I hit most of the things I wanted to talk about. So we're going to move into a sort of like an iceberg kind of thing here. So I think – actually, let me say this before. Um, Chiefs and Packers. That's the Super Bowl I want to see right here. Chiefs and Packers. I want to see Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers go head-to-head in a Super Bowl. That is what I want to see. Uh, I want to see a Seahawks – and Packers NFC Championship. I want to see a shootout. I want to see just great performances from both. And for the AFC, I want to see a Bills Chiefs AFC Championship. That's what I want to see. That's my opinion and my desires for a Super Bowl in a postseason. So as I said, that's what I wanted to do. Now, with that said, I think here's what's going to happen. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't even want to go into that. That's another conversation for another day. My, my apologies. My apologies. 
So, like I said, this week we hit uh, the top five teams, MVP, highs and lows, takeaways. And the last one, which is the little preview section for week five. So we will get started with that. Alrighty, welcome back, welcome back. So, moving on to the little preview for week five of the NFL 2020-21 season. Tampa Bay at Chicago kicks off Thursday night at 8.20 p.m. Fox NFLs. So, I think this game, Tampa Bay takes it. Sunday, October 11th, Carolina is at Atlanta. You know what? This is a battle of the losers. I think Carolina walks away with this. I think Atlanta still remains 0-5. Buffalo and Tennessee, this may get canceled, but if it were to happen, I would give the edge to Buffalo. Las Vegas and Kansas City, if it gets canceled for some reason, if the rumors are true, I would still give the Kansas City the victory just because they're the Chiefs. Arizona and New York, I would say Kyler Murray is too much for the New York Jets to handle. I think the Arizona Cardinals walk away with this one. Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, I think this is going to be a good game. But I always see the Steelers running over the Philadelphia Eagles just because they're Eagles and they suck. But uh, the Steelers walk away with it. The Rams and the Washington football team. This is a pretty good game. The Rams run over the Washington football team. Easy win. Cincinnati and Baltimore, Lamar Jackson is too much hand, too much to handle for uh, Cincinnati to handle. And Joe Burrow, which we can talk about after this, but um, Joe Burrow, I don't think it's going to be enough to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Jacksonville and Houston, another loser game. I think I think Garnerman Shoe could win this one just because of he's been playing pretty well. But next one is Miami and San Francisco. I would definitely give the edge to San Francisco here. Uh, Definitely a better option than Miami just because of how they've been looking. Indianapolis and Cleveland, I can see this as a 50-50. I really don't know who could win this, but I would give the edge to Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Now, another loser game, which is the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys, which is happening. I think uh, I definitely see the Dallas Cowboys winning this one. Sadly, even though they are terrible, uh, they're still going to win it, and uh, this going to happen. Denver and New England, I think that game, um, it's it could get canceled if Stephon Gilmore has the uh, has COVID. Uh, until we, I don't know if I, there's been an actual report yet, but there probably has been. I just haven't seen it. But with that said, I would still give New England the edge if it was if it's going to happen. Minnesota and Seattle, Seattle, Russell Wilson. We already talked about him. We don't even need to talk about that. Seattle is too good for the Vikings, man. That's just gonna how it's gonna happen. Monday night football, the Los Angeles Los Angeles Chargers head on over to the Superdome in New Orleans and face Drew Brees and, and the Saints. I think this game could, could be pretty well, you know. Um the Saints aren't looking like they are, but I think again Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara are just too much for the Chargers to handle. And I see the Saints taking away with that one. Uh, two teams are on by this week, which is the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. And with those two teams, they should be back and rested to head into the week six. So I, I definitely see that that's going to be a pretty good uh, week for them. The Packers need a little bit of rest because of Devontae Adams being out. So he'll get a week of practice and just rest so he can catch, catch up. But he'll be, uh, he should be back in action for week six of the National Football League, which we won't, we won't talk about that just because that's not time to talk about that yet. You know, it's not time. We're all we're on week five and week four. 
so we're in, in between that little thing there, you know. But again, like I said, that was my little uh, pre-show for uh, week five. Now, as we have talked about a quite a variety of topics, we hit power rankings, we hit MVP candidates, we hit highs and lows, we hit takeaways, we've hit the pre-show, we've hit a little bit of the pandemic situation going on with the league. I'm going to add in Joe Burrow to this conversation. I like Joe Burrow. I think he's a good quarterback. Is he an option in fantasy football? Heck no. Not yet. He can put up points, but he's not at the level that it's like, you know what, I got to start this guy every week. That's just my opinion. You can disagree with me, but just how I, that's how I see it. So moving on, we've talked about a lot of topics. And I think from here, I like this as the spot as his first entry in episode one. You get to hear a little about my voice and just who I am a little bit. Well, kind of. You got one sentence. But next episode, episode two, we'll have a better understanding of who I am. Maybe I'll spend a few minutes talking about myself. Who knows? But uh, back to the entire little spiel. Like I said, uh, MVP candidates, power rankings, highs and lows, takeaways, pre-show. We've hit a lot of topics today. And I think this is where I'm going to wind down the episode here. But, you know, I really appreciate if you guys would drop a follow on each of the platforms that my – that. Oh, but the point is on Spotify is my main one. That's where I uh, do a lot of the tracking and just analytics and disconnecting. So if you really enjoy the podcast, I would really appreciate if you drop a follow, even though this is the first episode, maybe you like the podcast and maybe you learned something and you want to stick around. And I'm not saying you have to listen to every episode. Look at the episode titles. Look at the description. If it appeals to you, maybe give the listen the first two, three, four minutes, and if you like it, keep listening. I'm not asking you to sit through and listen to 40 minutes of me talking about football if you don't want to. I understand if you don't want to listen to me talking about football. Completely normal. Um, but there's going to be a lot of different topics that I and my guests will talk about. Uh, gaming, sports, movies, TV shows, music, everything. We're going to go around the board, a little bit of life lessons. That's why I said it's just a mixed match of stuff, like all but the point. What does it mean? We're going to get into that the next episode. But I want to thank you guys for listening to All But The Point's first episode. Make sure to drop a follow on the platforms if you really enjoy the podcast. But I hope you guys have a great week or night or morning or afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. I really appreciate this, you, if you listen all the way. But um, all the way the podcast. But you know what? This is where we're going to wind down. Thank you guys for listening. And I cannot wait to – well, actually, you won't be able to see me. But you know what? I can't wait to record episode two for you and put it out. But if you enjoy the content, make sure to drop a follow. And thank you guys for listening. Goodbye.